Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. The screen casts an eerie glow on your face. You can't tear your eyes away from the bad news. You feel depressed and angry, but you just can't stop scrolling. Welcome back to Savvy Psychologist. I'm your host, Dr. Jade Wu. Every week, I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence-based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. Today, we talk about doom scrolling. Why do we do this to ourselves, and how can we stop? Chances are you've already heard the term doom scrolling. Even if you haven't, I bet you found yourself a victim of its morbid seduction. Your thumb hovers over that infinite scroll of your newsfeed, the glare from your phone lighting up your face with that eerie glow, and a sense of despair settles in your belly. After all, it's 2020. Doom scrolling has become a global pastime. We can't seem to tear ourselves away from the bad news. We read headline after headline, tweet after tweet, comment after comment, and even though it makes us feel depressed and sleepless, we scroll on with the morbid curiosity of people driving by a car crash. And lately, there seem to be never-ending social, political, and economic car crashes every day. So it's no surprise that this is taking a toll on our mental health. A hot-off-the-press study on American college students found something interesting, but not too surprising. As news on the coronavirus ramped up in March, so did students' phone use and anxiety levels. In Russia, there was a similar pattern. Almost 24,000 people responded to a survey on news consumption about COVID-19. Turns out, the more time people spent reading the news, the more anxious they were even when their usual anxiety levels were taken into account. Thousands of German study participants, too, had more anxiety and depression with increased news consumption. And for one last example, Lebanese participants, too, they also had more depression, anxiety, and insomnia when they had more problematic social media use. And this was even before COVID started. Clearly, doom scrolling is not good for us. And unlike other things that are unhealthy in large quantities, like cake and coffee, doom scrolling doesn't even feel good. So why on earth do we keep doing it? Well, one reason might be that doom scrolling gives us a sense of control. During times of uncertainty and uncontrollability, we crave that sense of control. 
We scroll endlessly through bad news because it makes us feel like we're getting more and more informed or that we're doing better and better planning. This may be true for the first few headlines, but once you're on the 17th article about spiking cases, how much value is each one adding, really? In this way, doom scrolling is similar to worrying. We do it compulsively because it gives us a false sense of control. And another reason that we keep scrolling is that once in a while, something rewarding pops up, and that keeps us hooked. Have you noticed that when you're doom scrolling through mostly bad news, something rewarding will turn up every once in a while? It could be a funny meme, an attractive person, or a motivational headline. These tasty little crumbs are just enough to keep us falling down that doom scrolling rabbit hole. In psychology, we call this variable reinforcement schedule. When you reward someone just every once in a while at unpredictable times, this pattern is most likely to keep them hooked. When you play a casino slot machine, for example, sporadic wins are designed to keep you playing. It's the same sort of dynamic with Twitter's infinite scroll. And in addition to that addictive sense of control and the addictive little crumbs of good news, we also crave connection in a time when there isn't much. Of course, here the social and social media is the gasoline on the fire. Many of us have felt isolated for months. Extroverts and introverts alike crave connection with others. So when we see posts from our friends, even if they're rage-tweeting about something awful and unhelpful, we want to connect with it and with hundreds of other similar posts as we keep scrolling and scrolling. So how do you stop being a doom-scrolling zombie? First, I should clarify that the goal is to not crawl under a rock and pretend there is no bad news. Nor is it to disconnect from the social and political happenings that more than ever require our participation. Do get informed and participate in civic life. Do interact with your friends and do enjoy memes. We all need a good laugh these days. But let's do it in a way that's intentional, that creates value for our lives, and not in a way that just makes us, you know, depressed and comatose. Here's how. Tip number one is to go to your newsfeed and social media with a specific purpose. Don't just go into infinite scrolling mode out of muscle memory, where you read the news simply because you don't have more pressing things to do. Instead, have a purpose in mind. So just a few examples. Go to your newsfeed to see what a particular politician's campaign message is, and then get out of there once you find what you're looking for. Go to Facebook to ask your knitting group about knitting technique. And once again, get out of there once you find the answers about that knitting technique. Go to Twitter to see the latest science news from, say, your favorite psychologist. And go to Instagram to see pictures of your friend's new puppy. If you scroll with a purpose, you'll end up being engaged with something that you care about, rather than being passively drawn down that doom and gloom rabbit hole. And just as you should have a specific purpose, you should also have a specific time limit and time of day for going to social media. So you give your cat a litter box so she does her business within the confines of the box and not all over the house, right? Give your brain a litter box too. 
encourage your brain to deal with bad news within the confines of a time limit. This way, you get to satisfy that morbid curiosity. But your doom scrolling won't run rampant throughout your whole day. A recent study found that about 2.5 hours of media consumption marks the threshold, at least for German participants, between having mild depressive symptoms versus moderate depressive symptoms. Another large-scale study with Russian adults found that about more than 30 minutes of corona-specific news led to significant increases in anxiety. So let this guide you in setting a time limit for yourself. Play with it. Experiment. Maybe start with more than 30 minutes if you can handle it, but maybe not two or two and a half hours if you really want to minimize that angst. All right, now so you've got a specific purpose and time and time of day for scrolling. What can you do outside of this time frame to prevent doom scrolling and to live more fully? This is where tip number three gets you started, and that is to connect with people one-on-one. So we already talked about how, in part, we doom scroll because we crave social connection. Even though doom scrolling, bad news, and divisive comments is not actually a very effective way to get that connection. A better way is to have a good old-fashioned one-on-one conversation or to hang out in a small group. One silver lining of 2020 is that video conferencing is now a norm. So why not set up a weekly virtual happy hour with colleagues or a virtual coffee date with a friend? This way, the next hour may be filled with punny jokes instead of helpless rage. And even if you're on your own, you can get a nice reset. And that is tip number four, to get outside. Have you ever had this experience where you step outside after a long day in the office or the house and suddenly you feel like you're waking up after being comatose? Well, in a way, you were. When light hits your eyes, this information is sent directly to the brain with a message, hey, it's daytime, it's time to be alert and alive. This tells your brain to rally the troops and give you boosts of energy, alertness, and even good mood and good concentration. And in fact, light therapy is sometimes used to treat depression. Even on an overcast day, it's usually much brighter outside than inside. So get off the couch and get your butt outside. Okay, so now you've had some nice restrictions in place that will keep doom scrolling to a minimum and you're getting in touch with other people, you're getting in touch with the outside. What about getting in touch with yourself? And that, last but not least, is tip number five. So another thing that zombies lack is self-awareness. When you doom scroll mindlessly, you don't notice how you feel physically or emotionally. You might not notice that you're thirsty or that your neck is not in the most ergonomic position on the couch or that you're feeling lonely and you miss your family. You may not even realize that obsessively doom scrolling is your mind's way of trying and probably failing to fill a hole. The antidote is to spend some time being mindful. This doesn't necessarily mean meditation. You don't need to download any apps or take any classes. Being mindful simply means being here and now. It gives you a chance to get in touch with your body and emotions so you can figure out what you actually need. 
And by the way, I made an episode a few months ago called Three Mini Mindfulness Exercises. These are exercises that you can do without paying for any apps or getting a quiet room all to yourself or buying a meditation mat. You should check it out for some ideas. So are you ready to embark upon your post-zombie doom-scrolling, refreshing-yourself journey? Let me know on social media. I'm at QDT Savvy Psych on Twitter and also at Jade Wu PhD on Twitter. You can also find us on Facebook. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned next week for an episode very dear to my heart. It will be the first in a three-part miniseries on the interaction between racism and mental health. Meanwhile, you can get a whole lot more tips on all sorts of psychology topics if you subscribe to the Savvy Psychologist newsletter. Savvy Psychologist is audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg and edited by Karen Hertzberg. As always, Savvy Psychologist is strictly for informational purposes and does not substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional. Thank you so much for joining me, and I'll see you next week for a happier, healthier mind. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.